Um, it used to be that you have to keep your heart rate under 140 beats per minute. But ACOG now says that due to the cardiocirculatory changes that pregnant women have, um, you have much greater heart rate variability. So this means that during pregnancy, heart rate is not an accurate gauge of intensity. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama in 30, where we are all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health, infertility, mom guilt, and the craziness that comes with raising a family. Get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's work to embrace the messy together. What's up, mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. Bailey here, and it's just me, myself, and I today, so we'll call this like coffee chats with Bailey, Um, but from time to time, there might be a solo episode from either myself or Carrie, especially when I'm in that early postpartum period. Carrie might do, you know, a little solo on her own as well. Um, but sometimes, you know, mom life happens and time can be really difficult, especially when you're trying to work with two different schedules. Um, so you just have me today. So hopefully you're okay with that. But I think we have a really good episode, a really informative one. Today, we are taking your biggest questions about exercising during pregnancy and also exercising after pregnancy, what that looks like and answering those for you today. So these are the questions that we get time and time again in DMs and emails. So we're going to be answering those. Um, We're going to do about five questions. It's probably going to be a little shorter of an episode, so I doubt you mind that as well. Um, But we're just really going to dive right in on these questions. Um, Number one, the biggest one and the most popular question we get is, is it okay to exercise and specifically strength train during pregnancy? And if you've been following us for a while, then you know that our answer to this is yes. And this is actually backed by research. So according to ACOG, which is the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, women with uncomplicated pregnancies should be encouraged to engage in aerobic and strength conditioning exercises before, during, and after pregnancy. Um, They also go on to state that women should develop an exercise program that leads to an eventual goal of at least 20 to 30 minutes a day of moderate intensity exercises on most, if not all days of the week. Um, So this is kind of why we have made all of our programs up to 30 minutes long. Not only do we feel like that's kind of the sweet spot number that is realistic for moms, but it's also what's recommended by ACOG. Um, of course, you do want to make sure that first off you have you know permission from your physician to exercise and that you're not experiencing any complications with your pregnancy. Um, but to really, you know, prepare yourself to handle the stresses and demands of pregnancy, childbirth, labor, delivery, and motherhood, it does require that specific approach um, to training, which is why we do focus again on the gradual lead up of that progression model to 30 minutes a day um, or most days of the week. And while our program teaches you that progression 
of where to start and also where to finish. So yes, if you have an uncomplicated pregnancy and have given the green light to exercise by your physician, then it is okay to exercise and strength train during pregnancy. You just want to make sure that you're doing it the correct way and focusing on a program that is a progression model. All right, number two, I didn't work out before pregnancy, so can I start now? So this is actually a very big myth. Um, A lot of doctors even today will tell you that if you didn't exercise before becoming pregnant, that you can't now. And ACOG actually says otherwise. So according to ACOG, if you are healthy and your pregnancy is low risk or normal, it is safe to continue or start regular physical activity. Um, Physical activity does not increase your risk of miscarriage, low birth weight, or early delivery. Um, Again, however, it is important to discuss exercise with your OB or other members of your healthcare team during your early prenatal visits. So yes, big myth. You definitely can exercise If you've never exercised a day in your life when you become pregnant, again, you just want to make sure that you are doing it properly. And that is a progression style approach. So in our course, in our program, we do just that. So everyone starts in what we call the foundation stage, regardless of your fitness level. Now, how long you stay in that foundation stage is going to be different for everyone. So someone who has been working out for years will probably be in the foundation stage less than someone who has never worked out a day in their life. And we give you the tools necessary to determine when you are ready to move on or if you need to stay in that foundation stage a little longer. Um, in the foundation stage, you are lo- you are learning exactly that, the good foundation of what needs to happen before starting to exercise or strength, strength train. So we talk about um, 360 breathing and proper breathing during exercise, which you hear us talk about a lot, especially if you follow us on Instagram. Um, we talk about neutral alignment, and then we apply both of those to actual movement, and then we gradually start adding in strength training. So yes, you can exercise if you've never exercised a day in your life. You just have to, one, be cleared by your physician, but also to do it in that correct approach. And if your physician is, you know, one of those that says no, then I would highly recommend, you know, showing them this research from ACOG because to be quite honest with you, they might just not know about it. All right. Number three is what do I need to keep my heart rate at when working out during pregnancy? So this is actually another really outdated guideline. Um, It used to be that you have to keep your heart rate under 140 beats per minute. But ACOG now says that due to the cardiocirculatory changes that pregnant women have, um, you have much greater heart rate variability. So this means that during pregnancy, heart rate is not an accurate gauge of intensity. ACOG actually eliminated this guideline in 1994 and replaced it with the guideline called rate of perceived exertion instead, also known as RPE, which we talk about a lot. Um, We do teach this technique at the beginning of our prenatal program just to ensure you know exactly how to modify 
identify or progress throughout the program. But really, rate of perceived exertion or RPE was developed to help women listen to their bodies. Again, because everyone is different. Every pregnancy is different. You're going to feel different at different stages of your pregnancy. So it is a scale from 1 to 10. 1 is very easy. 10 is extremely hard. You never want to be at a 1 or a 10. When you're exercising, you want to find that sweet spot of anywhere between like a 5 and an 8. And like I had mentioned, some days are going to feel very different. So, you know, in your second trimester, one exercise might feel like a four. And in your third trimester, it might feel like an eight. So RPE really allows women to, again, listen to their bodies and identify what is best for them. If you feel like one day, you know, that workout is a little too much, you know, maybe, you know, back off a little bit. If you feel like you can do a little bit more, then maybe increase a little bit. So again, because of so many cardio circulatory changes that occur, um, gauging your intensity based off of heart rate in that old guideline of keeping it under 140 is not true. All right. Number four, do I need to modify workouts by trimester? And the answer is yes. Um, when it comes to pregnancy, one thing that we don't do is, you know, exercise, exercises by trimester. A lot of times you'll see, you know, first trimester core, second trimester legs, you know, that type of thing. We don't exercise by trimester just because kind of like we talked about a little bit earlier is that everyone is different. Everyone has different fitness levels and capabilities. Therefore, just because you're in the same trimester doesn't mean that you can do the same type of exercise. Um, However, you do need to modify your workouts. And this is typically done in the second and third trimester just because as the baby's growing and your belly is um, getting bigger than some certain exercises like planking on your toes, push-ups are all too much pressure on your core and can cause a worse diastasis even after labor. So yes, we do recommend modifying your exercises even if you can do them. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Um, So the moment that you start to have a noticeable belly, that is when you need to start modifying your exercises. Um, Again, even if you can. So typically this is starting, you know, typically people will start to have a noticeable noticeable (laughs) belly in their second trimester. But again, that's different for everyone. So it's it's really based on an individual approach. But yes, we do want to make sure that we're protecting the core and modifying workouts to help reduce aches and pains and future problems later on. And then finally is a big question we get a lot, and you're probably wondering this too, and that is, when can I start working out after having baby? Now, this is different for everyone, but typically you are checked or cleared by your physician around your six to eight week postpartum visit. Uh, This is, you know, different if you've had a vaginal delivery, or if you've had a C-section delivery, just going to be different for everyone. The important thing to remember is just because your doctor gives you the green light or the okay to exercise again, doesn't mean that you should like go balls to the wall and get back to doing exactly what you were doing right before you got pregnant or even doing more. 
why you might be asking. And the reason is your body just went through a lot and it's going to need more time than those six to eight weeks to properly heal and recover, especially your core muscles that haven't been worked that way in a really long time. So this is why a progression model approach is so important. Just like during pregnancy, when you're exercising, you want to focus on that progression model, newly postpartum, when you've been given the okay to exercise by your physician. So we really focus on healing first, focusing on healing the core, because if you don't, then you're just going to have problems later on. A lot of women find themselves having issues with incontinence. And many women think that, oh, that's just kind of what happens after you have baby. It's kind of the sacrifice that we, you know, all give. And yes, it's very common, but it's not necessarily normal. And a lot of that reasoning is because they haven't properly healed their core and their pelvic floor. So you want to make sure first that you focus some time, even after your doctor gives you the go ahead to exercise again on properly healing your core and pelvic floor and then you gradually progress so once you feel like everything is healed you know you do the diastasis recti check or you you know go to a pelvic floor physical therapist and they say, you know, you look good. You still make it a progression model approach. So you're not jumping back into doing push-ups on your toes unless you can properly a hundred percent engage your core in the correct way. Um, you would start with maybe doing push-ups on your knees or on an incline and then gradually working up to doing them on your toes again. Um, So yes, again, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So that's one thing, probably the biggest thing that we see with our mamas in the postpartum period is that they've simply just started too quick because they're really motivated to, you know, get the baby weight off and look a certain way um, and just move. You know, some women just love movement and want to get back to what they were doing before that they jump it back into it too quickly. And then this causes issues later on, like worse diastasis, um, incontinence, pelvic pain, so many different things. So again, yes, you do want to make sure that you have that clearance from your physician, but even so you still want to make it that progression model approach. And we do in our postpartum program, go through that specific approach with you so that you can make sure that you're doing it the right way so that you can get back to doing the things that you love prior to pregnancy. So I hope that was helpful. Um, Like I mentioned, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but those are the questions that we get time and time again. And if you are listening to this and you have even more questions or you want to go into one of these questions a little deeper, again, please feel free to reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at fitmamain30 or you can email us at coaches at fitmamain30.com. And also, if you want to love on this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. The more that you do that, the more that mamas can find us to learn how to embrace the messiness in their lives. Thanks for spending this time with me, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, bye, mamas.